0: Welcome to Surviving in the Waiting Room podcast, where we challenge the status quo in order to help you show up for yourself as much as for your family. I believe that when we're honest with ourselves and brave enough to try, when we see our needs as important as our families, we are no longer stuck in a life that is one big waiting room. I'm your host, Maura Cleary. I'm a practical, realist, professionally certified life coach, a mindfulness practitioner, and a mom of two beautiful, smart, funny daughters with over 14 chronic conditions. Through this podcast, I'll offer tools, resources, and encouragement to help you reclaim the space and time to be you again, so that you can thrive as an individual and a mom. Let's dive in. Hi, this is Maura and welcome to today's episode. Today, we're gonna start just with some foundations. So I told you a little bit about me. I've told you about how I work and now we're going to start diving into different ways that you can start and the best way to do that is with the foundations so today's foundation is beliefs so it's not glamorous mysterious or even fun but it's oh so important is the difference between feeling lost and grasping for lifelines or making decisions because they feel right from a place of strength and confidence it doesn't mean that everything will turn out as you plan and it doesn't mean that you'll feel more comfortable with the outcome because it was your choice. So what do I mean? I mean, when you make a choice based on other people's opinions without exploring if it's right for you, then you give your power away. It's like when we were kids and you did what your parents said, even if you didn't feel right to you. You you knew you should have trusted your gut, but your parents told you something else. And so you did it but now we're adults. And sometimes we fall back into the habit of listening to everybody else. Everybody else has the answers, right? Tara Moore uh, has a great explanation of this in her book, Playing Big, and I'll put it in the show notes. But basically what she says is that we have been trained just growing up from school to society that everybody else has answers. And so we always go searching for answers before we look for them inside of ourselves first. And the other reason is because if we stop and look past the fear, if we listen to what we're feeling, if we explore the ideas that we have and make choices from a place of strength, we actually own them. Can you feel the difference between the first explanation and the last? I love that feeling. So how do we do this? We start with the basics. What I was able to do was to get a notebook and I'd love you to do the same. So get a notebook and answer the questions the best you can and then continue to fill it out for the next week. Like you'll be driving in the car and something will trigger it. And I want you to like somehow record it so you can put it in the notebook when you get home. So the first question is, What do we believe about ourselves? Like, I mean, imperfections and all, like your strengths, your weaknesses, the things that you don't do good, your imperfections. What do you believe about yourself? The second question is, what were you taught to believe about yourself? Like, were you taught that you did this wrong or that wrong? Were you taught that you were good at something? um what were you taught about how you dealt with money or situations were you too sensitive were you too strong like what were you taught to learn about yourself and then the third question is how do you act on those beliefs So do you always do something because, you know, I'm a worrier, I'm taught, you know, that's pretty much a taught behavior, first of all, I'm a worrier. So how do you act in the belief of being a worrier? Do you always do it? Do you ever stop and question yourself? So that's what I mean. How do you act on the beliefs that you wrote down? So like I said, over the course of a week, just go through and, and jot things down and, you know, it's not a serious thing, it's just, it's fluid. So don't don't feel pressure about this at all. It's just an interesting exercise. But at the end of the week, what I'd love you to do is go through them and ask yourself three more questions. Was it true? Is it still true? How would my life change if I didn't believe it? I'll be, I'll be honest. Changing one's beliefs is challenging. The one piece of advice I have is to remember that you're always growing and changing, and it's okay to recognize when you've outgrown things that you were taught to believe. You might ask, what do my beliefs have anything to do with raising my kid with medical conditions or special needs? (laughs) Well, for one, do you trust yourself? Deep down, do you trust that the decisions you've made are the right ones for you and your family? I grew up in a family of teachers in an area that homeschooling was just not done. There were times over the years when my daughters weren't making even half a day at school and they were missing full days altogether. Here I was raised that kids go to school no matter what. And mine weren't. But the parent support groups I was in, there was a really high homeschooling ratio with kids that had similar situations that mine did. It made me pause. Was I doing the right thing? Would they be better at home? Was I making them go to school because that's what you do? Or was this really good for them? I had to stop and create my own beliefs Around what was best for each child's education and why. Once I did that, all the angst subsided. We were able to move forward knowing that it was the best choice at that moment in time for each child. That's just one way where my beliefs impact my child's futures, lives, etc. That's just one way. My beliefs impact my child's lives. The more confident I am with them, the better I am. The more that I question them and I go with what other people are doing, the more it doesn't feel right. It feels uncomfortable. It's like fitting, you know, they always say fitting a square into a round circle. It just not, just doesn't work. I've been in coaching now for seven years, and I still question my beliefs around things. Why? Because we're always changing and learning. Let me tell you, it was a rough 2020. It was my biggest year for growth because it allowed me to question so many beliefs I had never had to question before. In other words, staying open-minded to the process, and I've enjoyed the outcome. So once you're done, if you've decided to play along with me today, I would love it if you would DM me what your results are, what you noticed. You can find me on Facebook or on Instagram and just let me know how things went. I'm really curious. I'd also like to remind you from now until March 2nd, everyone who sends me a picture of their rating and review will be put into a drawing and the announcement will be done on March 3rd, my birthday. I always do something to give back and so this is the how I decided to do it this year. I thought with having a podcast, it would be fun. So you might be asking, why do you need to send me a picture of the rating and review? It's actually a couple reasons. One is that not all ratings and reviews show up immediately. So I wanna make sure that you make it in on time. And the second is, not all ratings and reviews have people's real names. And so I want to be able to contact you and send you a gift when, um, when it comes time. So that's it for today. I hope that you have learned something. I hope uh, you've been able to take something away. And we'll talk to you next time. Thanks for joining me at Surviving the Waiting Room. If you enjoyed this conversation, hit the subscribe button so you're sure to hear more tips, tricks, and tools. And don't forget to stop waiting for life to give you space and go get it.